welcome to the Hotter Than Health podcast, a plant-dominant podcast for those looking to expand and elevate their lives. Each week, we will bring you provocative conversations and topics, entertaining interviews, and some of the biggest names in health and wellness to answer your burning questions. You will leave each episode with tangible tips and takeaways and understand what it truly means to live an energized and optimized life. Fast forward, um, one of our clients, her friend was my nurse, my, like immediately after, and she said that it was one of the worst she's ever seen. But at the time, I thought that it was normal. Hello, hello. Happy Thursday. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Hotter Than Health. Today's episode is a funny one. I say funny because I had a great time and we laughed a lot and you will absolutely be able to hear that in the episode. Today we have on Taylor Sasser. Taylor Sasser, if you live in Charleston and you're at all a part of the fitness community, whether you've taken a class somewhere, you know someone who's taken a class, or you have just basically stepped foot into the fitness world, you've heard of Taylor Sasser. She has been in this fitness industry for the past probably seven or so years, and this girl has some stories to tell. And if you know Taylor, she's a badass. She is not one to be messed around with. She is someone who she is someone who has the biggest dick energy, but the biggest heart. She will put you in your place, but will call you to come, to bury a dead body. She is such a fantastic friend, mother, coworker, hype woman, crazy, insane style. And I'm just so honored to know that she loves me right back. She's just the best. I met Taylor when I we worked together at a gym, and you'll hear a little bit about that story <laughs> in a little bit. Uh, but it all kind of started when I saw how much of a badass she was as a fitness instructor and just how much she knew about the body and how knew, she knew how to move and she knew how to explain. And she has such swag and she's just, she's really cool. I don't think anyone would disagree with me on that. Today, we're going to be talking a lot about postpartum recovery. We're going to be talking about childbirth. We're talking about building a business. She started a online virtual studio in personal training uh, in the beginning of COVID, and then it has fully evolved into what's called Baseline Studios. I train with them part-time, and I'm their in-house nutritionist downtown in Charleston, and they're opening in the Jasper in just two weeks. And if you're in Charleston, the Jasper is a brand new luxury apartment living in downtown Charleston uh, on Colonial Lake. And if you're not familiar with Charleston, just think, just think Beverly Hills, Saks Fifth Avenue. You're thinking Soho House. It is the coolest 
space to be and we're really really excited to be opening up and she has been working her ass off to get this open and it's going to be the highest most high-end luxurious high quality insane training personal training uh one-on-one small group that you've ever seen that's just my mini plug for the jasper if you haven't checked it out make sure you check it out either on instagram or on uh what did I just say Instagram or on their website Sasser Studios Sasser Studios Baseline Studios you can just google it it'll show up anyways we're getting into all of that I thought it was really important to get a perspective from someone who had a pretty intense childbirth story I think that so often we hear people talking about childbirth and how it's this amazing thing. It's so magical and that's amazing. And I, I just experienced my, my sister just had a baby and it was, of course there, it was, she said it was like the fucking hardest thing she's ever done in her life, but it was beautiful. And she was in the space that she wanted to be in and she was able to take maternity leave to recover. And obviously she is still working her ass off, but every person's birth story is just so different. And I think that it's important to talk about the stories that aren't so magical and fluffy and beautiful. And of course, everything ends up being amazing. She has this this boy, Kingston, who is the love of her life and she is the world's best mom. But she didn't have an easy go of it in childbirth. And I'm, I'm ready to talk about that with her. I ask her some questions and she is graphic. So by the way, if you are uh, at all actually, no, this is real life. Like buck up, listen up. (laughs) I'm not going to give a disclaimer, but anyways, I'm, I'm really excited to have this opportunity to chat with Taylor. And this was in the middle of a busy work day for her. And we honestly, we were just slap happy. It's a giggly episode. She is funny. We're goofy. If you have children in the car, just know that it's basically like a South Park episode and there's some profanity. What's fucking new? But I am so excited to have Taylor on here. We uh, talk about the Jasper. We talk about childbirth. We talk about postpartum. And for anyone who is expecting or not expecting, but is, you know, just likes to hear about childbirth, it's one of my favorite topics. I don't know why. Like, I'm not pregnant, but I just think that it's so, so interesting because you're never going to get the same story. And we go into excruciating detail. Before we get into today's episode with Miss Sasser, I wanted to remind you all that I, in case nobody cares, but I haven't been on Instagram in about a month. I'm sorry, it's only been two and a half weeks, but I get back on on June 1st. It has been so nice and productive to do this clarity challenge. I have our next call tonight, which is Wednesday. It's Thursday when you'll hear this, but we have set goals. And as far as the podcast goes, I just recently found out that for the past few months, we have been ranking top 100 for nutrition podcasts. And I think that that's pretty badass. I get charts uh, the chart positionings sent to me every week. And it's, there are tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of podcasts and we're in the top 100 and that's fucking awesome. And it's all because of you guys. So thank you so, so much for all of your support. I can't tell you how much it means if you have not subscribed, shared, liked, uh, followed. Following is now the best way to track. So if you have a second right now, take a look at the app, make sure it says follow or check the little check mark. If you're listening anywhere you listen, just 
take 10 seconds and go follow the podcast. It is huge, huge, huge for numbers and downloads and overall statistics being, uh, being, uh, organized and straightforward and consistent, but thank you so much for everything that you do. We will be doing a, a listener of the week review of the week next week. So if you want the opportunity to win a tote bag, uh, they're a hotter than health tote bag. It's a cream colored tote with this big black, beautiful font that says HTH and you can take it to the farmer's market. I've got my laptop in mine right now. They're, they're badass. If you want a chance to win one, all you have to do is go on to iTunes or Apple podcast and write a review. If you don't know how literally ask anyone or Google it or just kind of figure it out. You got this. You got this. I know you've got this. You're super smart and beautiful and awesome. All right. I'm done gushing. I am just happy and proud and taking a moment to see how far the podcast has come. There have been a lot of weeks where we haven't been charting at all. And now, and now we're up there. We're having a good time. And I think that with the guests that we have coming on in June, I think downloads will be sick. I think that y'all will really like it. And I'm just excited. I'm, I am looking forward to it. <laughs> and maybe next week we'll do a solo episode and I'll tell you all about the two senior citizens that are living at my home right now. Ooh, <laughs> on the edge of our seats, <laughs> hearing about the retirement community I live in. All right, let's get into it with Taylor Sasser today. You all will absolutely love her. Make sure you stay until the very end. Without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Taylor Sasser. If you can't tell already, Taylor and I have been friends for a number of years. We know each other outside of the podcast. I actually, she's, you're kind of my boss right now. You definitely are. I would call it a good coworker. Good coworker relationship. Nice relationship. But I do a couple of sessions at Baseline, which is downtown in Charleston, and it will be soon to be moving into the Jasper, which is again, downtown Charleston. If you're local, check it out. We'll be doing a giveaway at the end. But today we wanted to talk about postpartum building a business, being engaged, building a fitness studio within the pandemic, and all of the nuances in between. So before we get started, let's talk a little about where you grew up. You're going to edit this, right? I'm gonna <laughs> I will probably keep that in. <laughs> you it's because I kind of have to burp. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're keeping it in. <laughs> Best of luck. Mm. Tell us about just where, where you grew up. <laughs> <laughs> I will fire you if you keep that in. <laughs> you don't pay just me kidding. anyway. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Hey. I'm just um, kidding. All right. Did you ask me a question? I didn't, but I'm about to. Where did you grow up? Tell us about your childhood. And if anyone knows you, they know that you are a force to be reckoned with. You've got this insane passion and energy that is terrifying. And <laughs> but, but from a point of... Um, People just don't fuck with you, and I love it. So talk to us about how you were <laughs> as a child growing up. What could people expect? I don't know if we have enough time for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can call my mom. Shout out, Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl. Um, I, don't, I don't know how to answer that question accurately. I was uh, clumsy, pretty awkward, and I played a lot of musical instruments, so... But did you play Opposite trombone? Opposite now. I didn't blow things until later in life. <laughs> Please don't use that. <laughs> that was a joke. You're Dan. welcome. Lay up. Lay up. Um, laid me up. Okay. So you grew up with more of an arts background. You were... Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, you... Fucking A. Rude. 
<laughs> it says, do not miss my accounting call that I had last month. <laughs> this just haven't turned off my alarms. <laughs> this is my life. Um, okay, so you grew up as more of a creative kind of a goofy kid were you kind of a typical kid did you were you like smoking cigs at 10 were you out or were you making straight A's and you know I would go B's to A's mm-hmm. there you go I, I could have um at a quote every teacher that I ever had applied myself better <laughs> um I think I liked to uh chat and distract a good amount you're one of those but people that you you say you don't want the attention, but it uh, somehow ends. I totally want the attention, <laughs> but you it always ends up on you because you're one of those people that you don't have a desperate energy that you give off, so people are naturally drawn to Some you. Of the nicer things you've ever said to me, thank you. <laughs> I try. Um, yeah, studying is not my strong suit. It was never my my favorite thing to do. So. Maybe not book smarts. Well, you are actually very book smart, but you're more of a problem solver. I feel like. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, so we met in Charleston. We met during working at Hilo. And oh, what was that, like 19 f- years ago? 45 five. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> what, truly, what, I think it was, was three, three and a half years ago. Right? Yeah. Four, maybe? Yeah. Well, I remember the first time I met you, um, they wouldn't let me coach yet because I was horrif- horrific, <laughs> horrific at coaching. I was sounded like a chipmunk. Oh, look at you now. Well, I had been auditioning to coach and they just kept telling me, oh, we don't have, you know, any spaces for coaches right now. But, but as soon as we do, you know, you're first oh, on the roster. This is the first time I've <laughs> heard this story. In, in walks Taylor literally three days later and you walk in and what? You, you're like I don't Jerks. give a fuck you walk in with um the guys who were working there at the time they were like we have this girl she's been working in a spin studio like we have to get her in she's so badass like amazing and I walk in and I'm just like I am a fairy <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a pussy <laughs> and then you walk in and I was like I love this woman oh, well, I love her and I that's had wh- not I had not heard that story so no you're welcome um still mad at you I guess yeah thanks for not hating me (laughs) no and it ended up being the best fit ever because I think that the way you coach and how intentional you are it taught me to be the coach I actually wanted to be right we all learn a lot from each other Mm -hmm. especially in this industry I feel like it's a lot of listening Mm -hmm. and learning and learning what not to do from people so I I learn stuff from you every day it's true. I'm re- I try and <laughs> shove it all down your throat, literally and metaphorically. I want to actually talk about where you were when you, so you started working in Charleston, had a ton of different jobs, like you've done a lot of different things, but I want to talk about when you were working in a, f- a spin studio. Okay. Let's see if I can remember this. You were working at Method Ride. Six years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was at Celadon before that. Mm-hmm. You know, my favorite place aside from here. And I was doing advertising marketing. I also was at Pure Bar. I know this is not the answer to the question that you asked me, You're but, but prefacing. Um, and I quit my job because um, SJ, you know, she told me to quit my job. <laughs> and she taught me everything that she knew about spin. And um, I worked my literal ass off. Um, for about four years. You were opening and closing and teaching every class, but intense. Yeah, I would teach probably four or five classes a day. 
um, and then train like coaches. Yeah. On oh top of that, um, I would sleep in the floor of the kids' room <laughs> in between my 5 a.m. and 8 a.m. Wow. Yeah. Nothing has changed, essentially. No. So, Chase, uh, delete this. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Chase and Adderall with a five-hour energy right before I hopped on a spin bike. It's a wonder I didn't have a heart attack. So Learned I, a lot since then. That is kind of why I wanted to talk about you starting off at a spin studio, because I talk about spin, whenever I speak about spin, it just, to me, feels like a panic attack as soon as you walk in. I'm. It's just not how I'm wired and programmed to work out anymore. You and I, I like, see that. you know, we like to go slow now and we like to think about our movements and <laughs> like, like fits loss. And if I think hard enough, it will be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm manifesting this ass. So, so now you're just in a completely different state where you're, you started off with just being so go, go, go. And now you still are go, 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 but you're not really necessarily applying that to your workouts. Can you describe what your workouts used to be like three or four years ago compared to what your workouts are now. And I think that's going to set the tone for everything else we talk about. Um, yeah, during, I mean, spin days, I was obviously burning like a shit ton of calories all day, Easily. going as hard as I can, um, could much different now. Mm-hmm. And, um, then lifting. So I didn't get injured, but lifting not in a safe way. I was lifting to compete with the boys and um, yeah I just pushed through injury um kind of kept up with anyone that I was working with mm-hmm. which was a catch 22 mm-hmm. um you know I like to be pushed but I am super competitive mm-hmm. so you know there's something about competing <laughs> against guys on steroids that I just going <laughs> to keep up with <laughs> But you would, I mean, you'd be waking up at 3.30 in the morning to coach a 5 o'clock class. Yep. I would go 3 a.m. wake up calls and then coach until like 9 or 10, go home and sleep until 3 or 4, and then do it from 4 until 8. I was getting more sleep then than I am now, though, so that's (laughs) funny. Well, fast forward to now, you have a two-year-old son, Kingston. Your fiance Dan was just on the podcast last week. This is future time, but a little matrix matrixy. But he was on the podcast yesterday, so you guys are both you. <laughs> you guys are both in very different parts of your life. But walk us through how you began to build baseline. What was your realization? What was happening? I know it was during COVID, but when did you realize this can be something? And um tell us a little bit about what baseline is well I guess we'll have to start with I was wild as hell up until I had Kingston legitimately so wild so wild 110 um I like to have a good time but also that but like I did not put my burner out no um so you know when we got pregnant it was like zero to well 60 to zero Mm -hmm. and I had to redirect all that um Waste. I don't want to say wasted, but all that energy forensic to energy mm-hmm. to um, things that didn't involve alcohol and spin class. <laughs> yeah. So we went from, you know, like doing the normal Charleston thing, going out all the time, and um, working to go out all the time. Yeah. 
Does that make sense? It does. Um, work hard. To putting that energy hard. into my work. Work. Um, that's when I started at, well, I started at Hilo before then, but then mm-hmm. I started doing, um, are we saying Hilo or are we bleeding yeah. that out? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I started at Bleep doing, um, you know, management, behind the scenes, retail stuff when I was pregnant because I felt the need to fill the void Mm -hmm. um, financially and just time-wise. And then I picked up a couple of side jobs to go back to what I was doing at Celadon, which was way dated. But I had three part-time jobs and one full-time job Mm -hmm. when I was pregnant with Kingston. Mm and then I had him, and all that just went down the drain. But so no, I think that you, it just went down a funnel, and all went into one, yeah, one pile. I just go, you know, I do all from one extreme to another until I can do nothing. Mm-hmm. So having King kind of brought that reality of like managing my time better, um, or trying to manage my time better. And you also what was didn't, your question? you didn't get maternity leave at all, obviously. Oh. Like that's not a thing. So can you talk about that? Because I think that more and more people now are in jobs that aren't in a typical nine to five where they have those benefits. And do you have any advice for anyone who is running themselves ragged and then maybe trying to like stockpile some chipmunk money in the corner for when they need maternity leave? Like what's going on? What are you doing? <laughs> if they're not giving you maternity leave, quit. <laughs> unless it's I mean I mean it's sm- it's unrealistic for for people like us and we know that in the you know fitness industry you mm-hmm. don't get paid time off you don't get paid leave you know you work and literally you get paid. sweat for money and mm-hmm. um it was the first time in my like adult life that I hadn't been doing that so I didn't even have that option um, when you're physically like hit with that like mm-hmm. I don't want to call it a boundary or handicap, but I, well, it's not I school. couldn't, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the word, um, <laughs> handicap. <laughs> they do have different parking spaces for you, so that's great. What advice would you give to someone who is going through maternity leave without any, without any type of guidance or benefits? It's terrifying. I can't imagine. Yeah. I mean, for me, Kingston was a surprise, mm-hmm. great surprise, but I was not prepped for that. Um, I think, Dan, since you guys met him last week, you know, he can attest it was a huge reality check. So I guess I would. Because y'all have been dating for what, a year and a half? (laughs) Down. Down. Six months? Mm -hmm. Really? Y'all have been dating for six months? Yeah, we dated less time than I was pregnant. Wow. I didn't realize that. For some reason, you guys always just. Hot and heavy. Mm -hmm. Um. And here we really are. deep in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bitching about the laundry. Well, can we also say something? And if you want to take this out, we can. You were on birth control. Yes, you I was. technically on birth control. Mm-hmm. And. What's enough, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't take antibiotics. No, I think we went out of town one weekend and. Um, you went to Chicago. Yeah. Had a really good time there, Saw obviously. The and um, it was meant to be, you yeah. know. Everything, it does work out. It does. Um, I would not be where I am right now had we not had King, for sure. I would have never slowed down or redirected. Um, I think I would still be, we would probably be at Uptown Social in a few hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Juggling five jobs. Yeah, you know, um, it definitely, like, pushed me in this direction in the best way 
possible. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of that energy to put into things and, and now I get to put it into him mm-hmm. and then into something that actually like I needed to look more long-term you're as soon as I got a, pregnant. You're building a legacy. Mm-hmm. Well, you are. Sure. You are. Um, it's something bigger than yourself. And that's, that's what I would say if <laughs> anybody's pregnant out there. Listen, <laughs> delete that. No. <laughs> If you're thinking about getting knocked up, Mm -hmm. no, delete that too. Um, To answer your question, you just got to think ahead a little bit. You know, I was very here in the moment and that's great. But you also have to plan time to take time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I'm just that kind of person where I'm not going to set a time for things that aren't technically productive. Yeah, you really don't. you have to set a time like just to hang out, be present, Mm -hmm. chill, sleep, whatever it is. Um, And I wish I'd taken advantage of that more when he was like a baby baby. I rushed back to work because I had to. You were back to work literally. You were doing emails in four days. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But you, and you had a tremendous labor. Yeah, it was fucking awful. Okay, so this past week, I had a nutrition client reach out to me saying that they were interested in working together, but they weren't sure because they didn't know about how to meal prep or what supplements they need to be taking. They were thinking it was going to be extremely expensive and time consuming, and they just didn't know where to start. I said, sweetie, this is literally my job. Let me help you out here. This person signed up. They booked a consultation. We spoke for 30 minutes. Bada bing, bada boom. They wanted to lose weight. They wanted to feel healthy. They had no idea where to start. They've been working out for five days a week, seeing no changes in their body. And when it all got down to the nitty gritty of it, their biggest fear in signing up was just thinking, oh my God, it's going to be so much effort. It's going to be so much work to try and figure out all these supplements and health. And what I really wanted to make it clear to them was that as far as supplementation goes, you really only need a couple of things. Especially if you're on a plant-dominant lifestyle like me, you want to incorporate a high-quality protein powder, and you also want to incorporate minerals and vitamins and nutrients early in the morning. That is why I always recommend Organifi. You've heard me say it before, but I mean it for so many different reasons. I always recommend the vanilla or chocolate plant-based protein. Not only is it organic, but it has incredible ingredients. I trust it completely. And it's also glyphosate free, meaning that it doesn't have a bunch of residue from sprayed pesticides and crops and all these different herbicides that are carcinogenic and they cause cancer potentially. That is why I am absolutely the biggest fan of Organifi. You get so much bang for your buck and the greens powder in the morning has been something that I have been dedicated to. I travel with it. I take it every single morning. It's almost got this like minty green flavor and it's sweet and it doesn't taste like a bunch of wheatgrass, I'm telling you. So when I talk about supplementation, those are two that I recommend 
almost immediately across the board. If you want to try these out, make sure you're checking out the vanilla plant-based protein. It also has a digestive enzyme, so if you think protein powders kind of clog you up, that will not happen with this one. And the flavor is just incredible. I like it in my coffee, in my smoothies, in my oatmeal I had it this morning with some chia seeds. And then before that, I still had my green juice powder to remineralize, make sure that I'm getting all the nutrients that I can in the beginning of the day. And all you got to do is take your little glass of green juice. It's, it's the easiest thing in the world for your health, right? All you need to do is go to Organifi.com slash HTH and you'll get 20% off any of the products on the website. This is the best offer that they give. They don't offer this in any other website. They don't offer this online. It's just for Hotter Than Health listeners. So use the code HTH or click on the show notes and you can click on the link for Organifi and get 20% off of any of their products. And of course, if you want to book a nutrition consultation with me to see if any of my programs are a good fit for you, then all you have to do is go to my website. But head to Organifi.com slash HTH and use the code HTH for 20% off at checkout for 20% off of all products. Now let's get back into this episode. Okay. Bleeping off. You can cuss on this podcast. Have you heard this podcast? Um, I want to... And I told you this before, so no surprises here. Your labor was, clearly I wasn't there, but your labor was. <laughs> I wish you were. I know. I would have been. I would have been. This is what you should have asked Dan last week. I almost thought about it, but then I thought that I didn't want to give him. You know what? Call. I don't want to know it. No. We'll no, keep this that. Is, this is yours. Yeah. So <laughs> you were working five jobs. It was July in hotter than fuck hotter than fuck people would be missing their alarms for the 5 a.m classes and then i sleep on airplane mode so you would get the call and you would come (laughs) in nine eight months eight and a half months pregnant and you would have to be demoing bosu ball burpees huge and so people would be like do you want me to help you demonstrate and you're like i got it oh yeah and then i was still in denial (laughs) i was like you actually it's like don't lay on your stomach no it's fine Uh, i'm not pregnant i'm not pregnant i just went out last night (laughs) And um, anyway, so you were you were doing all of this, and it led up to your pregnant or your delivery. Give us a taste of what went on and what you wish someone how you wish someone would have been advocating for you within your labor because I don't your labor story I haven't heard anything like that before. Well, um, we'll start with I did not take the time to. You know, we didn't read the books. We didn't go to the hospital. I probably still would do the same thing. Like, we didn't take a tour. I only got the tour because my blood pressure was too high, and they Shocking. sent me in for, yeah, um, an emergency tour. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we went in. Um, that was three weeks before I was pregnant. So that was the closest I got to um, teaching myself anything mm-hmm. that was to come. I really didn't want to know. Um, I mean, went in blind and I didn't get like a, a doula or birthing coach. Um, I didn't read a fucking book, yeah. which I wish I had done. Um, to an extent, some things like that for preparation might be good, but other people, other times it might. Yeah. Like I didn't be. have time mm-hmm. and I don't think that would have helped the process. Um, 
but I do think it would have helped the before and after because I was working out so hard, mm-hmm. keeping up with everybody else, competing. Like, I was doing the Fit Challenge when I was nine months pregnant. That was done. And the Fit Challenge, you guys, it's it's a... And six weeks postpartum. It's a 2,000-meter row. It's a six-mile bike ride. And then I think something like 300 reps in the in the sculpt weighted part of the room it's a it's it takes people an hour of high intensity some people don't even finish like intense ass workout but yeah you were doing it yeah and it was stupid like I wasn't thinking about um how my body had changed like my pelvic floor was shot before I even had Kingston like most people's are if you're not like actively correcting what's going on I'm giggling now (laughs) all the squeezes so you went into the hospital three weeks before, and then... Wow, I'm really all over the place. But that's why I'm here. I'm, I'm okay. bumpers on the bowling alley. Yeah, welcome to my inbox. <laughs> so went in um, thinking I was going to fucking crush it, and I think it crushed everyone, me. I think everyone was expecting you to literally just sneeze, and it was out, because... Yeah, well, that's, he that's was... <laughs> He's my child, just as stubborn as I am. Um, my my doctor was great, but, like, again, I didn't know what was going on. So I got induced, um, which is which is awful, but I was hot and large and really ready for him to come out. So we induced. We had been we giving induced, you castor oil smoothies going for a while. Oh, I forgot squats. about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my insides. We went on a walk that and was I rough. knew that you were about to give birth. And it was a week later. Oh, I was doing, like, rope slams. Yeah. I mean... I remember trying to work this baby out, yeah. and um, he was not ready to come out. So I got induced, and I think like six hours later, I don't know, my time is all messed up, mm-hmm. but I went into labor, um, and then we pushed all that stuff. I had an epidural. I hated that because I had zero control of my body, and I kept thinking that I shat myself, and did you? I think that was the worst part. Everyone so- says no. So we're going to go with that. Great. Yeah. Or they're afraid to tell me otherwise. We'll go go with the first. I hope you got something out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Poop opportunities. So you got in. What? Yeah. You got in six hours later. I, um, he was face up. So she flipped him like with her hands and then I pushed. I pushed for probably... 30 minutes, maybe, and you could see his head, and he was crowning. Um, I was freaking out, and then there was an emergency. Freaking out as in you were excited, like this is about to be done? No, I was like, how, oh, it's only this far out? (laughs) It's only this far out. Great. Um, (laughs) Screaming, get out of me. Yes. Yeah, so you could see his head, and she left my doctor left to go next door to to help with an emergency c-section because hospital was understaffed it was a full moon and i did not really believe in that bullshit and now i do so everyone's having fucking babies um in and out before like even you know a couple of our clients were pregnant when i was yeah in and out and i'm still sitting there so i probably waited on her she told me not to push um an hour and a half you were just sitting there crowning yep and my epidural was wearing off. I didn't want to hit it again because I didn't like it in the first place. Um, so I waited till the worst part to be conscious for that. But after like an hour and a half goes by, 
I told the nurse I was going to push anyway. I was like, this is, you know, insane. Insane that that you were just left there crowning. Yeah, my, my, um, I, I went code red, so I guess they came back in and I don't know, details are all fuzzy, which is why I wish I had had someone there to kind of, to help with that or be like, you know, this is not normal. Yeah. Because at the time I had no fucking idea. Yeah. Um, and I had an episiotomy. Which is? Where they cut your fleshy fun bridge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they're like. I got like, to give SJ credit for that one. That's actually, that's decent. Disgusting. Language. Yeah. So. Um, so they like slice they, into yeah, you basically. All the way, all the way from top to bottom. They cut. But I had already torn on the side. Thank God I'm already taken. Dan Callahan is lucky me. <laughs> really selling the whole package uh, here. Yeah, so I tore up the side, so I had a stage four tear and an episiotomy, both. So that's like two different sets of stitches. Um, and then this bitch comes in telling me she wants to do a C-section. And I said, the fuck no. He's like, he's coming out and pushing. You're not going to do, you're not going to ruin me both ways. Um, so I pushed and needless to say, it was a horrible experience after. Like, the the stitches, the cleanup, they gave me pain meds, which, like, I'm already constipated in life in general, and it just made it ten times worse. Yeah. Um, I was super out of it, and, like, fast forward, um, one of our clients, her friend, was my nurse, my, like, immediately after, and she said that it was one of the worst she's ever seen. Wow. But at the time... I thought that it was normal. Of course. I'm comparing myself to, like, the girls that do not, they're, you know, not intense. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Lily Pulitzer, like, you know, never picked up anything heavy in a day in their life. Yeah. Pushed out four babies without a problem. And, you know, I can't, I can't recover from one. So I was comparing myself to all of that and just not knowing that, you know, there's not really a standard, but not having anybody to, to advocate for me and be like, you know, this is not normal. Mm-hmm. Like, you shouldn't be having, you know, be in this much pain. And um, my yeah. recovery process, I did what I know, like what I would teach someone else. Um, waited the six weeks, I got cleared, and then went back into take the fit challenge. You yeah. know, I just picked up where I left off, and that was the complete wrong way to, to go about it. Um, I had prolapse. Oh God, mm-hmm. this whole thing just to make me sound more attractive. And, but I think that this is important to say because when you, when you show up and you meet people today, you're this hot blonde badass, always wearing like sick Nikes and leggings. And you do not show up as someone who went through all of this and is still going through all of this. It's just a testament to, one, you do not complain. Two, it's okay for anyone to struggle with postpartum physically. And and yours wasn't even necessarily talking about, like, a bounce back body because at this point you were trying to just not piss yourself. Survival mode, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so if you know what prolapse is, you're like, well, you can <laughs> your ass either falls out, your bladder falls out, or your uterus falls out. Um I had gone into, um, it was like, I don't know, eight weeks. I got cleared at six, 
again, my timeline is really, really mm-hmm. messed up. Anyway, I was cleared from the doctor, um, worked out, and something was not right. So I what went in. What did you feel? But what were, what, how did you know something wasn't right? <laughs> felt like I had like a like tennis ball that pop out of my vagina. Oh, okay. Yeah, you could literally see, like, see it. I remember one my time bladder. you told me it was like a thumb. Didn't I pull out. you into the bathroom? I pulled someone into the bathroom. It wasn't me. Got I wish low. it had been. Um, actually, I think I pulled multiple people into the bathroom. But excuse me. Shout out Aiken. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, and then probably chased, chased that with tequila shots. Anyway, um, you could physically like see my insides, um, and I had no idea. Like, that this was even a fucking thing. So, you know, I get on Google, freak out, go to the doctor, and she tries to tell me that I left a tampon in. Ugh. And not a conspiracy theory, but I really think everyone was trying to cover their ass. So I didn't sue the hospital. I believe that. Which, 100%. I mean, like, I was too busy to sue the fucking hospital. Can you, you imagine know? if you had had that time? <laughs> You would have had all the time in the world to find a lawyer who would have, yeah, you know. So well, the hospital system is literally just—it's it, a—it's a money grab. So they—they they want to get people in and out as fast as possible, and not saying that yeah, nurses I mean, don't work their ass off. Baby factory. It's a—it's a factory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when she tells me that I left a tampon in, I absolutely lost my mind. Um, she sent me home after she was like, yeah, basically. Brushed it off. Um, was she not trying to, like, shove this thing back up into your body? Not at this point. Mm-hmm. So I went home, and it got worse, obviously. Um, and I was panicking. Like, it's not normal. Mm-hmm. I was also in, like, pain. So I went back a second time, and they, you know, tacked it up, put in one of those things. and um, They gave you, like, a mesh Yeah, hammock. like a, one of the little, yeah. I can't remember what they're called. Anyway, they shoved something up there to keep my bladder in my body and took it out a handful of weeks later. Um, I did pelvic floor therapy, which no one pays for, by the way. Um, Not insurance or the hospital or anybody. So um, I didn't have time or money for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know. I was working for, like, sweating for money. Mm-hmm. So if I wasn't physically working, you know, I was losing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I probably did a, a few weeks and, you know, rehabbed myself. Thank God I know how. Most people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to someone who is like, actually, should I need to do a little bit of that therapy by myself, but I can't afford it? Would you say YouTube or Yeah, I actually know – um, there are a lot of good Instagram accounts. Um, there are a few local girls too. I can't remember them off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. I'll give you their yeah, names because they have the great stuff on, on Instagram. Um, and don't YouTube it because some weird shit comes up. And also like, like men. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you don't have a vagina. <laughs> don't let a stranger help you with this. Um, yeah. So... So fast if forward. If you don't know, yeah. yeah. Fast fast forward, we go to the doctor for a, a third time. Um, and I, I saw somebody else and she was like, Yo, this is this is not good. Mm-hmm. Um said I would need surgery. Um, but I obviously that's gonna be a huge undertaking. So 
going to wait that out. Um, and talking about a second kid, like, I don't know if we're obviously can't do surgery if we're going to have another one. Mm-hmm. Um, don't even know if I will be able to hold it in. I mean, who, you know, who knows? So slipped right out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what we thought the first time. But also like, what does that conversation even look like with a doctor? Hey, I'm not sure. But like, do you just try and yeah. then see? That's the hardest part. I don't part. know. I don't know. So, I mean, everything is like, I'm operating. It just, mm-hmm. well, I mean, full circle. I had like postpartum depression. I couldn't work out. I couldn't do anything that gave me like the original, you know, like joys I had in life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I couldn't do any of it. I was breastfeeding. That sucked. I got mastitis like three or four times. Like Really? It just was not. Yeah. And it, I think four and months. But I kept getting infection on top of dealing with like the multiple set of stitches in my bladder. Oh, I'm painting a great picture for anyone that wants to get No, pregnant. but this is real life. I mean, people don't talk about the fact that, you know, some people do have experiences that are so smooth and that's amazing. And that that's pretty textbook for, you know, what you can base an experience off, but every person is so different and there's a whole spectrum, you know, some people fall on the side of maybe where you are, where you were struggling with postpartum. So mental and physical recovery was really intense and painful. And then some people have like a perfect experience where they're up and walking and going for long walks. Or so they say, or so they say, yeah, I, th- I did, f- I, ha- I mean, I have found since, like, you know, training, I've got this little niche, and a lot of people go through this. Yeah. Like, most women see some form of, like, you know, bladder incontinence, um, mm-hmm. you know, pain, pelvic floor um, weakness, mm-hmm. if functioning at all, mm-hmm. um, but they don't know what it is. Yeah. You hear so many people who are working out their mm-hmm. postpartum and they're trying to do all these high intensity workouts and maybe they're jumping, maybe they're doing yeah. jumping. I mean, it's like, like yeah. even your, your breath work, mm-hmm. that's important. And I had a, a physical therapist tell me that, you know, if you're not breathing right, you know, you're not going to be able to connect to that muscle at all. Um, so uh, I just really enjoy teaching people the little things to go behind each each workout. And this mm-hmm. isn't just for pregnant people or postpartum. No, it's really um, not. If you're not engaging your core, you, you're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so going to the backbone of all this stuff. And then I did have a girlfriend tell me, um, I was in, I, w- I mean, I was in a low spot. Mm-hmm. I was angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I loved, <laughs> love Kingston. You know, he was great. That wasn't the problem. It was just me. You know, I wasn't myself anymore. Mm-hmm. So I had a girlfriend tell me that my baseline was low. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't know that's where the name came from. Yeah. Aww. She, um, <laughs> we were drinking beers. <laughs> I just kept getting pissed off at everybody. Um, she was like, yeah, we, you know, I'm going to call you out your shit's fucked up, <laughs> your baseline is low, and um, that's kind of where this came from. So so fast forward to COVID, you were just trying to get back into the swing of things and coaching and running retail and all this stuff, and then COVID happens, we shut down studios, and you're like, nope, 
let's get this solid group of people to work out of my garage. Yeah, well, it actually started when I've, I've always wanted to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. I just haven't really had the balls to do it. Um, and I put a lot of energy into other people's things because I'm not going to half-ass it. So um, I couldn't give everything to multiple places. I was feeling like stretch thin it, bleep, and at home. So I quit mainly because I didn't want to go teach 40 people in a room and bring home germs to my child when we didn't know what the shit was. This was in the very beginning too. Um, And I started doing online like classes since I've been like class-based forever. that turned into online one-on-one training. And then Rachel Bocino, well, Rachel Martinez now. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the first one to come work out with me in my garage in Mount Pleasant, one car garage, mind you, and kind of grew from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember you posted something on social media and you said, hey, I have, would anyone be interested in signing up for classes? And you had this overwhelming amount of people that said, absolutely, yes, oh my God, please do it, do it, do it. And that's when this light bulb came up and you were like, I actually think I need to do something with this. Yeah. Gosh, we need to find some of those videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was super organic and and not easy, but the flow was was natural and Mm -hmm. it has like grown and and we've um, turned into something that I didn't, envision in the first place but I didn't have like a set vision in the first place um you were still trying to figure it out you know it was hard to play long game when right, and I was when when I started doing online classes I wasn't thinking oh you know what I'm gonna make a business out of this mm-hmm. it was to fill the to fill the time to work out and give people like some fucking sanity mm-hmm. I mean I know 99% of my clients are moms no that's false it's 80% it, it used to be whatever to be. yeah and I know that feeling of being stuck at home. So I wanted to give them, you know, a little little outlet, a little accountability. And it turned into um, personal training, mm. which I've always enjoyed. It's just not been my thing because, you know, I like high energy and loud music. But the, that one-on-one attention, it really started to, you know, poke at my brain that we should have been doing it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so you got kicked out of your garage. Tell, talk about that because I think there are a lot of people who uh, they automatically find these reasons to not do something. And you're like, well, fuck, we don't have like money to go rent a studio. We don't have God, time. I think Dan was about to kill me at this point. <laughs> yeah, we just casually started, you know, collecting people, working, you know, 12 people out of my garage in the beginning. And then um, it was also hotter than. Yeah. Oh, God, it was so hot. Mm hmm. And you were operating from 5 a.m. to, like, and then evening classes. Yeah. Um, And we were keeping things super small because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So, um, but that trend, like, really set in. And and everybody started seeing, like, massive results that I have been training these people. Shout out Micah for, like, God, eight years. Mm -hmm. And no one saw any changes until we started working out for, like, you know, eight weeks we saw a bigger change 
than we had in the whole time. Why and that's on me, too. It's not like I'm not blaming, you know, bleep, bleep, bleep. But this big group classes just didn't do it. I could never give attention. And you can make sure someone's not like. Mm-hmm. Injuring I mean, you know what? You really can't make sure. No. There's no way to make sure. Um, and I've had people have seizures in class. I've had people, mm-hmm. you know, faint, mm-hmm. puke, bust open an eyeball. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, shit. That was bad. Let's not bring that up. Yeah. Pass out on a bike. Mm-hmm. Heart attack. Oh, God. Maybe we shouldn't put this in there. No. But like, all but this stuff is, is, you know, it's out of your control. Yeah. And you, you deal with it. Um, but that shit shouldn't be happening. It, well, you, it shouldn't necessarily always be that you're doing these intense classes. There can be intensity, but mindful intensity. Right. Every, everything should, should have intention. And I don't believe in, like, you know, not everyone has the same grocery list. Not everyone should have the same workout. Like, you're not going to – I shouldn't – you and I work out similarly. We do now. But that's how used, things have – yeah. We and, used to think that it had to be one way, though. Right. Well, I did. Yeah. I did, too. I mean, just – Even my yoga had to be hot. I had to be mm-hmm. dripping sweat. Intense. Mm-hmm. And I never saw – I just, like, plateaued mm-hmm. and burnt out and um, got injured. My anxiety was at an all-time high. Yeah. Can we talk about that for a second? Anxiety. <laughs> How's your double shot of espresso? <laughs> Do you see me like kind of twitch, tweaking out over here a little bit? I kind of like it though. Um, I feel like that's your natural state. But I haven't set this still, and I don't know. Cricket. <laughs> Since the last time you accidentally fell asleep. <laughs> um, <laughs> Even then, yeah. Um, anxiety is through the fucking roof, always. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really have it before. But I had a lot of nervous energy to just burn out like a hamster. But now I just, <laughs> um, after, after Kingston, again, I just like didn't know where to place all of, all of that energy. And I was depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got, I luckily had a doctor who, you know, helped, helped me get on some antidepression, um, anxiety, like routine and I've never been one to take like medication. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Only recreation. <laughs> Regularly. <laughs> no, but and you really I just haven't. said I chased Adderall with a five hour energy. No, um I I was fine. I was great. I was happy. I was, you know. Yeah. And maybe I wasn't. Who knows? That's, that's actually a really good point. Maybe Some people go their whole lives feeling that anxious energy, but they don't, that's their normal. Yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know what to do with it. So we, once I got leveled out and didn't feel like stabbing people, you know, majority of the time, mm-hmm. um, I was able to manage my anxiety a little bit better. When you say anxiety, can you describe it? I feel like some people feel it differently. Like, I feel like I'm in a vacuum. Like, something is just, like, sucking, like, just a lot of weight on me. Okay. Like I feel, like, heavy. Heavy chest? Panicky. Where do yep. you feel it in your body? Everywhere. My head gets really spinny. Mm-hmm. Um, you also, your lifestyle lends itself to 
a lot of anxiety, like little sleep. Do it to myself a lot. Yeah. Lots of caffeine and wine mm-hmm. and no sleep. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I need to work on. But you, you're, that. you are also the most self-aware person I know. Like you couldn't be more self-aware, whether it be about anal prolapse <laughs> or about double shots of caffeine. I am, I am aware whether I'm going to fix it or not as, prob- I t- as I sip my... As you sip. I will say, and we've had a lot of people on this podcast... And granted, I don't know all of those people and their exact day-to-days. Your lifestyle might be the most intense of probably anyone that we've had on the podcast. And I say intense as in maybe frenetic is the word. Having inconsistent sleep and caffeine. But because you're building this big business. And and I don't really think that people outside of... Charleston might not understand this, but everyone, whether you're in Austin, Texas or California or Charlotte, you know, someone who owns a, or has a fitness studio, or you've been to a fitness studio that was built off of blood, sweat, and tears and minimal sleep and passion. With that being said, I don't think that people truly understand all that you have had to learn and do and the uncomfortable situations you've had to put yourself in, in the past year to build baseline oh yeah I mean I've put myself in those situations on behalf of someone else Mm -hmm. you know um but I've never that was my safety net Mm -hmm. if I fucked it up it was you know on somebody else's dime and that wasn't my energy but Mm -hmm. but now you have just it's a whole different story when you're the person the only one that's gonna make it or break it yeah um I'm so lucky to have you guys mm-hmm. I mean I've got a great team and it wouldn't be the same without like that energy and keeping that consistent um but behind the scenes I mean fuck construction um mm-hmm. construction like, money it's like, lot, like big sums of money oh it's it's insane. anxiety yeah <laughs> But, but the thing is, is that you're learning so much and people are like, oh, I could never do what she's doing. Like, or I could never, I could never go into those meetings or have yeah, those I mean, I didn't know. But you don't know what the fuck you're doing no. either. You're figuring out as you, you go. You told me this, actually. We were talking about taxes, which is ironic. Um, that, that phone call alarm. <laughs> um, you said you just muscle through it. Sometimes and that's what you, you have do. to muscle through you it. You like, got to put your head down. And I really try not to pay attention. I don't try not to. I just don't have time to pay attention to everybody else, mm-hmm. which is good and bad, you know. Um, you have your blinders on. And I, I get sucked great. into this this world because I'm trying, you know, to learn and make minimal mistakes. And if I do make those mistakes, correct them quickly because mm-hmm. it's not just my livelihood on the line. It's my employees as well. And your son and your fiance and your Yeah, thank God wife. for Dan. Dan mm-hmm. is, you know, the reason that I can do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Puts a roof over, over our head. It's a beautiful roof. Just damn gorgeous. Thanks. Your house, like people, I, I wish we could do a house tour. Oh, like, shit, we can do that cribs. too. <laughs> I'm going to walk around with my computer like, okay, look at this <laughs> room, look at this room. Um, like shove stuff in the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, but, I mean, I've had to learn budgeting, mm-hmm. spreadsheets, numbers, 
Back to the beginning, not my thing. Literally, you're coming in with blueprints and you're talking about laying concrete and you're talking about these multi, not multi-million, multi-hundred thousand dollar deals and have like quarter millions, half (laughs) millions, all these things, things that are foreign to me obviously but you're going into these meetings and you still have your big dick energy I don't think that you get enough credit for the big dick energy you walk in to a room full of men who are all in this industry all like super comfortable talking about money and real estate and building things and big big numbers and you walk in and you're like yep exactly (laughs) that's my thoughts exactly here's my change purse (laughs) yeah um, you walk in with quarters rattling. Yeah, I mean, I'm in like jean cutoff shorts, like so inappropriate. I had no idea what I was walking into. Boardroom, hi. Like, but they all respect you so much because of it's how. It's taken a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at first it's like, who, you know, who is this girl? And I, I've been lucky to like build trust and relationships with people who do know what they're doing and kind of mentoring me through this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a big learning curve but that being said like it's not impossible no it's not I have a question okay two things one what would you say what would your advice be to someone who is maybe low in self-confidence but wants to either have a business or take a chance take a risk make some kind of change but they're nervous too because they think that they don't have adequate skills or confidence what would you say to that person you do like, you can muscle through it. Mm-hmm. You can learn and you, you can adapt. Um, this wasn't the plan. It's so much better than, you know, the plan. But just, like, having having confidence to fuck it up and then fix it. Yes. Like, that's okay. You don't have to do it perfect the first time. Um, yeah, and who knows? Maybe ask the next- for help. Yeah, yeah. You know, like. You don't know everything. Don't act like you do. Um, and that got me a lot. Once I kind of like, you know, you can have confidence, but still ask, ask for help. Mm-hmm. You know, double check things. Don't take things for face value. Um, and that will teach you a lot. Mm-hmm. But don't be afraid to fuck it up. And then one resource. Okay, first describe baseline. What is baseline? Um, what's on the horizon for it? And for anyone who's outside of Charlotte, what's a good resource for someone who's just getting into fitness? Outside of Charlotte? What? Did I say Charlotte? Um, outside of Charleston. <laughs> outside of Charleston. Uh, um, come again? What is no. baseline? <laughs> Sorry, three questions <laughs> in a row. Rapid fire. My little brain can't handle I've, It's too full. What is baseline? Baseline is um, we're membership-based personal training. Um, there really isn't a concept like it. And I hate saying that because it's like, you know, I love saying that we're, we're unique. Everyone's unique, but it's based on individual. Uh We do memberships that encompass private training and group training. Our group training is, um, up to six Mm -hmm. on one trainer. And that, that's evolved. So we'll have, we might have up to, you know, 12 or 14 people in a, in a group setting, but they'll be divided up into like subgroups. Mm-hmm. So you have, 
you know, your go-to trainer. Mm-hmm. And that's Max, yeah. Yeah, that that's going to be, hopefully. And then, Sorry, we can edit this out. No. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> but it's okay. Um, but that's okay because you have I can't even count. I can't even count to 12. Yeah, we have um, we have small groups and personal training. So each package combines both because I believe that you have to do, you know, some one-on-one training to either fix your pelvic floor, like connect your core. If you've got a bad back, we've got a lot of people with injury and um, those one-on-one sessions target that and then you can carry it into your group training or if you're training somewhere else or if you're working out at home. Um, it's like the, the needle that threads the rest of the workout you know, or that. the rest of your routine. Um, you'll be able to use your private training sessions for anything from physical therapy to, you know, Pilates reformer. Um, we'll have a nice, like, really cool flexibility coach. and um, Massage. A, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of cool things coming, but it's all built in one membership. So you kind of get everything under one membership so if you're, roof. if you're super sore one day and you had, you're like, okay, I'm not going to use my personal training today. I'm actually going to use that for flexibility. Yeah. So you can book, I mean, you can use your, your private for any and all of the above. Amazing. Yeah. And then team training, we're going to incorporate, you know, cable systems, um, heavy weights. We've got a lot of things that are always catered to, to personal training because you need someone to spot you to safely, you know, do it. You need that attention. And mm-hmm. um, I think this is the first of its kind in Charleston in the group aspect that you're going to have that high vibe. Um, it's no beautiful. pun intended. It's but, true. yeah, la- you know, good energy, loud music, no black lights. <laughs> I mean, no frills, but, like, a fun vibe personal training. But also that's not going to just spike your cortisol so that when you leave your right completely dead yeah and you're gonna get the most out of it because each workout is is custom to you we have a theme like you know we have a workout that we thread throughout the day but we tweak it to each person that's in class Mm -hmm. so like you might not be doing the exact same thing that Jim is doing because you guys have separate goals or injuries and that's okay Mm -hmm. it doesn't mess up the flow of class Mm -mm. did I just answer your question yes you did thank you last question I asked Dan this, and I pref- I gave you ample time to figure out your answer. I asked Dan at the end of the podcast, and I wanted to ask you the same question because oh, I wanted to decide. I didn't I wanted think to- about it at all. <laughs> You're good. I wanted you to think about um, what do you think Dan said, and then what would you do if you had a million dollars? Okay, right tax. in this second, this isn't fair because if I had a million dollars. Okay, not just, you know. You know, I'd pay back my loans. Mm-hmm. Um, a million dollars in fun money? Yeah, like daydreamy money. What do you think Dan said? And then what did you, what do you say? Dan probably said something practical. Like what? Like, okay, I'm going to cheat. I was going to cheat, but he told me last night. <gasps> oh, I can't it. be a cheater. Oh, my God. What a um, bore. Wow. You, me and my morals. I know. <laughs> this, I'm, uh, this is unfamiliar to me. Uh, no, actually, I don't remember. No, he said it. Oh, he said he was going to buy two homes. Yes. And I said, we can't have two $500,000 homes. Why not buy one big one? So I guess my point would be, mm, 
you can edit out the long pause, right? Mm-hmm. My my initial reaction was a lifetime of bang energy drinks. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> no, I'm not That's not on trend for this. <laughs> and we're not sponsored by bang. No free ads. I haven't had one in weeks. Um, a small house on the beach. All right. I don't think a million dollars would get me that right now, but you know. Myrtle Beach. Hell yeah. That's where I grew up. Oh, that's true. Um, I feel like I didn't answer anything about baseline correctly. Yes, you did. Well, let's do a quick giveaway. Let's think about about that. So for anyone living in Charleston. I'm sorry. I just heard something outside. So for anyone in Charleston. (laughs) (laughs) I've been in here for too long. You are making my editing job very difficult. I'm so sorry. For anyone in Charleston that's, um, I mean, interested in baseline or not. What are we giving away? We're giving away a founder's membership. Oh, hell yeah, which is on the website. And we'll go over more it's details. eight workouts, and it's a combination of private and group training. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, it's like $600. Oh, can I add something in? Yes. It is expensive. Yes, it seems expensive. Sticker shock. Sticker um, shock is real. Yeah, but if you break it down by by session, it's not at all. And you get what you pay for. You really do. There are a lot of trainers out there who either don't know what the fuck they're talking about or they just want a quick buck. And they'll drag you around. They'll reschedule all the time. It's not a clean environment. The, the aesthetic that will be in baseline I've never seen it's it's an amplified elevated version of Equinox meets all other high-end boutique fitness studios but with personal training. It's so badass. It's like metal meets lux. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Garage chic. <laughs> it's garage chic. Um. So we're giving away a founders membership and all you have to do is follow both of us on Instagram, follow baseline on Instagram as well as Hotter Than Health, and make sure you post this on your social media. Take a screenshot of the episode, post it to your social on your stories, and tag the both of us, and follow the both of us, and you'll be entered into win. We'll choose a winner in about two weeks. Sound good? Yeah, sounds good. Where can Thanks everyone me. Where can everyone find you and Baseline? On social media. <laughs> I was like, I'm right here. <laughs> You're like, please don't come find me. <laughs> um, our... Baseline Instagram account is sasserstudios.baseline. Is that what you asked? Oh, yeah. I should have said that. All you have to do is head to Instagram and follow sasserstudios.baseline and follow Hotter Than Health. Take a screenshot of you listening to the podcast and share it to your social media. Tag us both, and you'll be entered in to win a founder's membership, which is badass. Anyone out there, make sure you come check out and get your first week workout free at Baseline. And if you have any pelvic floor issues, call your girl Taylor. If you just want to be in an environment where you are getting high-end personal training, all right, we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you learned something. I hope that you laughed. I hope that it was as real as it was for me. I know that that was a funny episode audio. Was it perfect? No. Are they ever? Not really. But I hope you all loved it. It was just a real conversation between two friends. And I think that Taylor Sasser deserves the biggest platform in the world to share her story, her wisdom, 
and just her energy. She's such a cool chick. Thank you so much, Taylor, for being on the podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, review, and follow. When I say subscribe, I mean follow. Just hit follow. It helps me out so, so much. Share this on your social media and make sure that you send this to a friend who is either pregnant gonna be pregnant wants to be maybe it's just a female maybe it's someone in charleston they're like oh my god you remember that crazy girl taylor sasser send it on over send it to all your friends send it to your mother i'm sure she'll love it thank you so much for listening and i am so excited for next week's solo episode we have a juicy one for you there make sure you're following along on social media at hotter than health podcast and eliza g underscore wellness we will talk to you next week